Hello and welcome to the Confident Moms Podcast. I am your host, Laura Dry, and this is episode number 11, How to Be a Good Mom. I am so excited to share this episode with you. I was able to interview Emily Wardrop, who is an expert on how to be a good mom. Um, Did you know that so many of us moms are walking around thinking that we're not a very good mom? And this is a lie that we tell ourselves, whether consciously or subconsciously. And so we are going to have a wonderful conversation about this today. I can't wait for you to hear this interview. Without further ado, here it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Confident Moms podcast. Today, we have a special guest. I'm so excited to introduce you to Emily Wardrop, who is coming at us from, remind me. Where I live? I'm in what Utah. your, oh. no, remind <laughs> what me what my... your coaching practice is called. It's Drop called the Drop war. the War. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Okay. Play on my last name, Wardrop, Drop the War. I love it. So Emily is our expert coach on how to be a good mom. So I was so excited to, to interview her and have her be on the podcast today because this is the podcast where we talk about all things motherhood and all things confidence. And I really think that Emily has a really important message for all moms. And so I'm excited to pick her brain and to hear all about her. So Emily, why don't you go ahead and let us know who you are. Introduce us to you a little bit. Tell us okay. a little bit about you and your story. Awesome. All right. Thanks. So, uh, like I said, drop the war life coaching. We drop power struggle wars with our littles. So I love coaching moms of little kids because I hear moms all the time say, Oh, I wish I had these tools when my kids were little. And I'm like, I am going to remedy that. <laughs> so especially if your kids are little, and especially if you might happen to have a child with type one diabetes, I have two myself. And so I really love specifically helping T1D moms because there's so much brain drama yeah. <laughs> around managing your kids' diabetes. So I help moms manage themselves. They've got all the, you know, doctors and nurses and whatever to help care for their child, but they need some support too. So um, anyway, I have five kids. My oldest is eight. My youngest is about to be one on Thursday. <laughs> so hooray, I'm phasing out a baby phase. I'm yes. not sad about that at all. <laughs> and um if you're in the baby phase, I feel for you and I'd love to help you, but I'm very happy to not be in the thick of that anymore, but I'm definitely still in the thick of the littles and, um, and life coaching tools have really helped me survive and yeah. thrive. Isn't it funny? Season. I think we're so, always in the thick of some stage something. in motherhood, yeah. right? <laughs> so I love that you, um, specifically help moms of, of younger kids. Cause I could have used that when my kids, when I like had my first child and second and third and they were little and yeah. Yeah. I hear that all the time. So I'm like, where are the ones with the littles now? <laughs> I guess they're not. Um, well, anyway, if they're listening to this podcast, good for you. This is so helpful. So, um, do your listeners know about the model that we use from the life coach school? You know what? I need to do a podcast on the model. Some of the listeners who are my clients or past clients definitely know the model, yeah. but if you want to, um, well, I was just thinking about it because when you talk about confidence, I love how you're talking about confidence and confidence is a feeling that we feel 
that comes from a thought. And the thought that I really love to generate on purpose that makes me feel confident is I am a good mom. Mm. And um, because we know from the model that whatever we think is going to become our result. And a lot of times our brains on default just think I'm a terrible mom. (laughs) So in coaching, we coach on whatever, you know, potty training or sleeping or whatever, you know, all the things our kids are doing wrong, basically, is usually what people come to me with, like, help me make my kid do whatever. But when we dig down, like, why do you think that they need to be potty trained? Why do you think, like, what's the rush, whatever? Somewhere deep down, the mom is always making it mean that they're a terrible mom because their kid isn't potty trained or because they're not sleeping right or because whatever they're comparing to their neighbor or their sister or whatever. So that comparison kills the confidence, right? Oh, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Actually, I certainly fall into the category of moms who sometimes think they aren't doing a very good job. And I think for me, the one thing that I thought of was the comparison trap and Mm -hmm. how much that does play a part into how good we feel as a mom, because everywhere we look, we have other moms to compare Mm -hmm. ourselves to, whether that's on social media, whether that's just our friends, whether that's like in our faith community or like at school, Yeah, we have all these moms moms. and Mm -hmm. we're, I think like we're as humans built to connect with other people. And I think as a result, like as a result of that, like we're always looking around to see how can we fit in better? How are, how are other moms doing it? How Mm -hmm. to like dictate how we should be doing it. Mm -hmm. And I know that, um, you've got some thoughts about rules Mm -hmm. in motherhood. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So we have a expectations of ourselves is what I call it. (laughs) So what we expect of ourselves in order to believe that we're a good mom. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just want to drop the war on that whole list. (laughs) Like, forget it. You don't need to be like your neighbor or like your friend or like your sister or like your mom was or any other reason why you've added to this list. So the comparison is one way we just fill that list on up. There's, you know, just conditioning from growing up, or maybe you don't want to be like your mom. And so there's things that you're like, I would never do that when I'm a mom, this list of expectations, all the rules that our brain has been storing our whole life. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of is when I was a teenager, I remember, I remember exactly where I was in my bedroom and I had this notebook and I had this page in my notebook and it was entitled the mom I want to be. Hmm. And it was anytime I was upset with my mom or upset with the way she (laughs) was doing things, I didn't think that that was very good or kind. And I would write out in my book, well, this is the mom I'm going to be, and I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And I think some of the things were like, like, I'm going to make cookies with my kids. And I'm going to like, just all of these big, exciting, wonderful things that I thought motherhood should look like. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to when I was a mom and I'm yeah. just like, yeah, check. <laughs> this like idea of what we think motherhood should entail and look like is completely different when you're actually in it, mm-hmm. when you're like sleep deprived, when you feel like I, when I was in the baby stage, I felt claustrophobic because I felt like my babies always needed me and were clung to me. And that was hard for me. The bar, I know some moms 
love that and love the baby stage for me, that was really, really difficult. So like you were saying, like, I was so excited to get to that. Like 18 months was an amazing age where these little humans become these little people with personalities. But, um, yeah, just what you're saying about, we create from our circumstances, how we're socialized, like these rules. And I kind of call it like a manual. Yeah, for sure. We have manuals for ourselves for how we show up to Mm -hmm. mom. Yeah. That's so funny that you literally had it written down, but we all are storing it, whether it's on paper or just in our brain. And that's what we as coaches help our clients do is figure out what is driving everything. (laughs) And so in our brain, we have these lists. They're there. We're just not conscious of it. Mm -hmm. And so we can help clients get conscious of it and see what expecting themselves to make these perfect lunches every day of the week and whatever it is, you know, that they expect how that is driving a reality that they don't want the results. Uh Yes. Do you know what's so interesting is the things that I wanted my mom to do differently were just the things as a teenager or a a kid that I would compare myself to, to other kids. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, their lunches look nicer than mine (laughs) or, oh, they have nicer clothes than me or right. And so this made up my list of things that I think would create a good mom. And it was just the things that I wanted for me, which is so interesting for me to, to realize as I'm thinking about it now. Um, I think that there are definitely some circumstances in momming that Mm -hmm. I think naturally have us questioning whether we're doing it right or whether we're doing a good enough job as a mom. And I know for me right now, um, one example that comes to my mind is when your child is acting out or when your child is being unkind or saying hurtful things. Um, I have a child who, when she gets upset, she acts out in like with biting words towards me. And I have to really choose to be intentional about what I will make this mean about me. So can you speak to the connection between like peace and happiness Mm -hmm. in ourselves as a mom and maybe, um, separating ourselves from other people's emotions? Yeah, definitely. So let me step back and give you like my, my, uh, soapbox and then I'll relate it to what you just asked. Okay. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. So you are a good mom. It's who you are. It's who you inherently are. So when we say, I just want to be a good mom or this whole list of expectations, if I meet them, then I am a good mom. All of that's presupposing that we're not a good mom. And it's like some destination that we're trying to get to, but I don't like thinking about it like that because it's just like you're running on a treadmill. Like you're never going to get to that destination because that list will just keep getting longer and longer. So for instance, like in your question, you said, um, if your kid says mean things to you or mm-hmm. you know, saying, yeah, you know, I hate you. And, you're yeah, ruining yeah. my life. <laughs> exactly. And so basically your manual is that I'm a good mom. If my kid is nice to me, or if she says, you know, mommy, I love you. I'm so grateful that you're not letting me do whatever right now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so if you can step back and look at the situation, of course you can't do that in the moment. In the moment, you just let it hurt. It's going to hurt <laughs> because your brain on default is 
wired to protect you. And mm-hmm. so when people attack you, whether it's with words or with fists or what, like toddlers are kicking and screaming, like literally hitting you too. Yeah. You feel hurt and you're going to feel hurt. Like that's okay in the moment to feel the feelings. After the fact, you might need to be doing more of the thought work and you can maybe prepare for those in the future. But I think resisting that it hurts is probably making it worse. Like, I don't know, I'm not coaching you right now. So (laughs) yeah, Um, but in general, so the message being like, I am a good mom, no matter what my kids are doing, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what I'm feeling, no matter what they're feeling, like my status as a good mom just is because it's who I am. And then I'm also a human that does a bunch of crappy stuff. And I'm raising little humans that do nasty things. And we're all just a mess because we're humans, but we also are divine beings. Like we are good. God created us. He's good. We're good. He called it good. Like when he created Mm us and then he also like put us in this testing ground where we're here to learn and develop and grow. And we can't do that in ease. Like it's gotta be hard. So it's going to hurt. And that's all part of our growth and development. But when we can stay in our higher brain and remember, it's just a child acting out. She's feeling feelings. I'm feeling feelings. Um, do you want to hit pause real quick? Hopefully she's there. Okay. So anyway. That's real life right there. When exactly. Your kids, when your kids your need something, when you're podcasting. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Working mommies. Okay. So anyway, what we're talking about, I am a good mom, no matter what my kid says, and she's having a hard time and you have to have grace for yourself that you're not going to remember that in the heat of the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think five years ago before I found coaching and, and started doing my own work on my confidence as a mom and how that is separate from the things that my kids do or say, um, I, it was hard for me to not make those things. Like I just felt like with every outburst or with every difficult thing, it would just wear me down. It would wear me down a little bit. And that still does happen. Like our kids wear us down, but some of the most, like for me being able to know I'm in charge of my brain and for my, some of my particular kids and their personalities, I just have thoughts that really help me continue to feel that confidence in myself, knowing that I'm showing up. I am a good mom to remind myself, Hey, I am already good. No matter how I show up, whether that's in the moment, maybe not how I would like, or whether like, cause sometimes I question, am I doing the right thing right now? Like, is this the right disciplinary act? Like, is this, do, do my kids need comfort right now? Or do they need me to like, um, hold up boundaries. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's for me. Um, so for instance, that particular kid who likes to act out and call me names, sometimes I just remind myself that there's something going on with her. Like there's something Mm -hmm. hurting within her and it allows me to show up less reactive Mm -hmm. and more confident to give her maybe the compassion and the love that she needs rather than reacting in the same way that she is back to her. Right. Right. And then we just have like, you're talking about like a war. We Mm -hmm. really do have a war and it's so hard when it's so hard to love our kids in a war. It's so hard to be a good example to them when we're feeling that, that pull and that tug. Yeah. Um, So the way you drop that war is 
um, well, there's lots of ways. <laughs> it's my whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden my brain just exploded with a thousand things to say, but, um, but exactly what you're talking about to care about them and what's going on for them. And so that's why I really love helping moms self-regulate because there's all the parenting experts out there teaching you like how to deal with your kids and how to deal even with power struggles specifically, but you can't do any of that stuff when you're, when you're fired up to you. Mm -hmm. And so we have to regulate ourselves first because we're fighting against nature here. <laughs> we're fighting against like natural brain wiring where like, if you get attacked, you're going to attack back the fight or flight yeah. mechanism in our brain and, um, and mirror neurons. Like they literally have figured out in your brain that like when your child is attacking you, then it's a natural reaction to attack back because you just mirror emotions. Mm -hmm. So when they're pitching a fit, then we pitch our own adult fit back. And we supposedly are the adults that can like use our prefrontal cortex and not do that. But like, especially when you're in a house full of toddlers, you become a toddler yourself. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm pitching tantrums along with them all over the place. And I used to beat myself up for that. And now I know that that's the way my brain is wired to work. And it gives myself some grace for that. And, and then I can try to, you know, be an adult also, but beating ourselves up never, ever, ever, like you cannot beat yourself up better. And so just having grace that, yes, this is working exactly how it's supposed to. And I also really love the thought that um, I call it God's divine algorithm, mm. where like you are given the exact kids that you need for your personal and your perfect development and them too. So you're perfectly imperfect, like the perfect mom for these kids. And like you said, there's certain kids that just push your buttons in the exact way because it's all perfect. Like that's, like I said, like growth doesn't come from ease, right? It's supposed to be hard in order to develop. We got to, you know, tear down the muscles and sort in order to build them up. And somehow like just remembering that helps me just be a little more patient with the process. Like this is supposed to be hard. I absolutely love that you brought that up. Cause as I was thinking about this, this interview today and thinking kind of about like my motherhood and just things that have really helped me in my confidence journey as a mom. One of the one things that I think has made the biggest difference for me has been my belief in that one thought that you just said, like, I am the best mom for my kids. And when I believe that, and I'm out in the world judging myself based on comparing me to other people. And I remind myself that no, like they can do it their way. I'm doing it my way and I am the best one to do it for my kids. And I, sometimes my kids will be like upset about something, up, upset that I'm doing something a certain way. And I say, I say, so sorry that you got me as your mom because and I can say that with so much confidence because I believe that thought so much. I've practiced it so much. Like I am the best mom for my kids. I was sent to them for some reason mm -hmm. and they were sent to me for mm -hmm. some reason, which also helps me when I am struggling with them, mm -hmm. when I'm having a hard day, when I wish that they were different than they are, I'm reminded, but no, like where's the gift? There's something here for me to be able to learn and grow from. And mm -hmm. it just changes everything instead of like, woe is me and being the victim. It's like, huh? I, 
it, it buoys me up a little bit to um, be a little bit more compassionate, to show up as a little bit more confident as I like figure it out along the way. So I love that you brought up that thought. And if any mom wants to start feeling a little bit more confident in their motherhood, that would be a thought that I would say adopt right now, write it down. I am the best mom for my kids. And the more that you practice that, and the more that you say that to yourself, the more that you remind yourself of that thought, the more it just becomes a belief. Like Mm -hmm. it, it goes from just a thought that is nice to think to a belief that actually changes the way you feel and act. And it changes your, like your motherhood. I think it has for me anyways. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're going to do everything right. Like you even mentioned earlier, um, what's the right thing to do? Yeah, I don't find that a useful question at all. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. There's no that keeps right us or confused. right, wrong, you know? Um, and if you're looking for the right answer, you're going to find 15 different answers. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do with my baby? How do I help her sleep through the night? You'll find like 45 different ways of doing that. And really you got to tap into your own intuition, into your own knowing and just trust yourself and trust that it's, there's no right or wrong. Like whatever you want to do, you want to do that. Your desires show you who you are and what you should do. And so listen to yourself, trust yourself. You're the perfectly imperfect mom for these kids and you're messing them up in the perfect way. (laughs) That's what I like to (laughs) say. I love that. Yeah. There's so many times I think about as my kids have grown and I've grown as a mom that, you know, we naturally will ask everybody else, okay, well, Mm -hmm. how do you sleep train your kid? Or how do you potty train? Or how do you do things? And we underestimate our own ability to like decide how do I want Mm -hmm. to do these things? Like what's going to work best for me? Mm -hmm. And I think that this is a really big part, um, about, confidence, like being confident in you first will help you in every other area of your life when you're not questioning as much, but when you question yourself first. And I do think that it's so good to get other people's opinions, but I always get other people's opinions. Like it's as like curiosity, like, Hmm, Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's other ways that I haven't thought of that might be super helpful that I can like think about and try and decide, is this the right fit for me? But always asking myself first. And I think, I don't know, maybe you can speak to this too, but I think that naturally we like always ask others first instead of asking ourselves first. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of confidence. Mm-hmm. And so when you know who you are, like you are a good mom, you've got this. What do you want to do? <laughs> You know, instead of like questioning ourselves, like you said, all the time, beating ourselves up and questioning ourselves and comparing ourselves, then we feel like we don't know what to do. Yeah. I think that is like, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this right. Like all of those thoughts lead us to doubting ourselves and going outside of ourselves to find answers to things. And then maybe we're showing up like not in tune with our true authentic selves too. Like maybe we're not being the mom that we're meant to be when we're always seeking outside sources or outside validation for how we're meant to mom. Yeah. And especially I always use the outside sources as more ammo to beat myself up. Mm. (laughs) So 
you know, I love me some good parenting podcasts, but I always feel terrible after I listen to them because I'm not doing everything they're telling me to do. And yeah. so I'm making that mean I'm a terrible mom because I can't, you know, like whatever it is that they're suggesting and they all mean well, they're trying to help. But when we use that help to beat ourselves up, then obviously that's counterproductive. Totally. So. I am um, a, a while ago, somebody that I love and listen to had, had, um, challenged me to like, if, if something that you're listening to, if something that you're looking at on social media or on the internet is making you feel terrible, like if it is making you feel even more inadequate or inadequate or doubt yourself, mm -hmm. that might be a really good sign to just unfollow or to stop listening like yeah. give yourself permission to um have a chance to to go inside of yourself to get your answers by lessening the the noise i guess lessening yeah. the like other people's opinions and noise especially if it's not making you feel good yeah. I call it my filter. So it's okay to listen to whatever, as long as I run it through my own filter first, before I put it in my brain as a belief, you know, yeah. I'm just going to believe everything everybody's telling me. Um, no, <laughs> I need to like run it through my filter. Do I actually believe that or subscribe? I like to call it like, oh yeah, I can subscribe to that thought, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I think we need to get to that point though. Like some of us might it's not so be hard. at that point, yeah. but if we're not at that point, like just unfollow. Oh man. I have to do that all the time. Just I'm like, I put down the books, put down the, yeah. the podcasts and just listen. I think that we have enough on our plate as moms. Like we can make it easier for ourselves by giving us the chance to build that confidence in us by lessening the outside influences. Mm -hmm. I may be unfollowing and then like unsubscribing to things that aren't, aren't lifting us up, that aren't making us feel good about ourselves. So this has been so good. I wonder if you could, if there's like any last, um, tips or tricks or something that you can share with my listeners as to like how they can start today. If maybe they are not feeling like the best of moms or don't even maybe know that they aren't feeling like the best of moms. Maybe you could speak to that first. Like how do we maybe know, or what are some signs that maybe subconsciously we aren't being kind to ourselves? Like we are believing that maybe we aren't a good mom. Yeah. So it's kind of what you just said, um, where we pay attention to our feelings. So if you're feeling, cause before I found life coaching, I just felt irritated, frustrated, annoyed, like all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm living my happily ever after. This is what I always wanted. Why do I feel so terrible? And that's when I learned that thoughts cause feelings. I thought yeah. that like the baby won't stop crying caused feelings, you know, yeah. or my husband isn't helping caused feelings, but those are thoughts. <laughs> like the baby actually does stop crying sometimes. And my husband does help sometimes. <laughs> so that's not a fact. That's a thought. And it's that thought that's making me feel frustrated. And as soon as I learned that, like, poof, like my world blew up and I had more control over my own feelings because I realized I can't control my thoughts. Um, and so that's a first step of awareness. Mm -hmm. And then once you realize that you're making everything mean that you're a terrible mom, 
<laughs> then once you have the awareness, you want to beat yourself up over it all over again. <laughs> and so my favorite brain hack is to just let your brain do what it's doing because it's so hard to retrain it. Like it takes a lot of coaching and a lot of time and a lot of intention. And so at first you don't fight with your brain. Like you drop that power struggle war with your own head and you're just like, okay, brain, I know you think that I ran out of milk means I'm a terrible mom. Like I see that now. Like I have the awareness that I'm making it mean that and I am still a good mom. So whatever garbage your brain is throwing at you, you just add, and I am still a good mom. And I've done that for so long that, like you said, that thought, oh yeah, that sounds nice. Like I couldn't even believe it at first. And that's why I add it to the end. (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm still a good mom. And my husband's so cute. He likes to remind me of that too. (laughs) He's reinforcing it for you too. Uh That's so awesome. Because he can tell when I'm starting to do it. Like when I'm beating myself up about something, he's always like, and you're still a good mom. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. But I didn't even bring a diaper back to this. You know, we don't even have any diapers. And you're still a good mom. And so, I mean, it's a process. It's such a process to retrain your brain. So just so much compassion and love for yourself. It's like, we just want to be loving moms. But when we're beating ourselves up all day, it's really hard to like be that supportive, loving mom to these littles too. Like we have to start with ourselves. Yeah. I think that's why it's so important to realize we do get to be the boss of our brain. Like, I'm like, I, I kind of like to be the boss sometimes around my exactly. house. Like <laughs> what if I take some of that energy and be the boss of my brain? And I love how you're saying, and I'm still a good mom because that's, that's it. Like we get to be the boss by redirecting our brain away from all of that negativity that we offer ourselves and just redirect that to, okay, what else is true? Well, what else is true? Is this like foundational belief. Like I am a good mom. I was sent to my kids for a reason and there's nothing that I can do or that I'm not doing that will change that. And I just love that we all have that power to redirect to that. And you are a good mom and you just get to tell yourself that and create that new neural pathway until it just becomes easier, a belief Mm -hmm. for yourself and it changes everything. Yeah. Cause the way to drop the shame that we're all feeling, right? Like we feel guilt is good. Guilt shows that we're out of alignment with who we are. We are good. And we did something that wasn't good. We want to feel guilty about that. But when we turn it into shame, that means there's something actually wrong with us. And that's a lie. Like -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. You are good. And feeling bad, like feeling guilt is a great sign that you are good. It reinforces you are good and you feel bad because you did something bad. Awesome. There's nothing wrong with you. Same with your kids. What's wrong with these kids? Why can't they be good? Because they're humans and they have thoughts which make feelings and they don't know what to do with their feelings and they act it out and there's nothing wrong with them. Yep. They're acting just as they should. You are good. Yeah. It's all good. Totally. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here today, Emily. This was such a great conversation. Is there any one last thing that you want to share. Um, can I tell your listeners where to find more on oh, how yeah. to believe? Yeah. Tell us where to find you. Okay. So drop the word life coach is me right on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, yeah. whatever. Um, drop the word life forward slash believe is how you can start like really I've, I've got so many ideas. My whole podcast is how to believe like believe you are a good mom. 
because I just can't stop with like the ideas of how to believe this. And mm -hmm. it really has made all the difference for me. So I have a free, it's pre-recorded masterclass that you can get with that forward slash belief. So and good. And I will link Emily and how to find her and her podcast and all of her amazing free stuff for you to go check out in the show notes. Yeah. Thank you so awesome. much, Emily. We thank will. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll see you next time. Awesome. If you are ready to grow your confidence, get unstuck, or feel better so that you can become happier in your motherhood and all the other areas of your life, then I would love to invite you to come work with me. Head on over to lauradrycoaching.com to learn more, access all my free content, or book a consultation with me. You deserve confidence, and I would love to help you access yours.